Oh no, I'm flying solo. AJ and McCall at VFX. AJ and I hanging out with you. McCall, of course, on vacation. And I was just thinking about this. I was like, oh, I should give everybody an update. That would be nice, right? Because McCall, I owe her like 10 of these because I was battling all that sickness for like a month and a half. And then I was thinking, she never texted me. Whenever each of us leave on like a longer trip, she's going for the whole weekend. She's got the long weekend. I This year, uh, right today, the one-year anniversary of me leaving to go to Italy, we always say about the same thing. Hey, love you. Be safe. She said that when she left, I always say it when I leave on longer trips. And then I was thinking about this. We don't say anything again. I'm assuming she was fine. It was just a flight from Salt Lake down to St. George. That's nothing, right? But in my family, even as we've moved away, I was, I'm from Indiana. I moved to New Mexico. My brother moved to Atlanta. Then my brother moved to Vegas, and I've moved to Utah. When we go on trips, even though we're 1,500 miles away from my parents, me and my brother, I'll text my brother, I'll text my dad, I'll text my mom, and I'll text my stepmom. Every time when I flew to Chicago for my conference, hey, we're getting on the plane. Then I land. Hey, we landed. I was just thinking about that because we do every trip. Uh, when I go to Asia here in another month and a half or so, we'll get on the plane, text them, hey, we're getting on the plane. And then when we land, well, internationally, it's a little bit tougher because you gotta if you don't have the right plan, you can't do it. And nobody wants to run their, their cell phone bill through the roof. But I'll let them know when we get a chance to get some wife or something. I'll send a message, hey, we're in Asia, we're fine. And I was just thinking about that. We're calling our coworkers, work, wife, and husband, and we don't let each other know anything about the trip. Not that I want to pester her during vacation because the last thing I want to do, but I, I just think it's funny because that's what we say when we leave. Hey, love you. See ya. And then we don't say anything else. So I'm assuming she, she was in a panic yesterday. She had to go get her pants that she forgot because she's just flustered all week long forgetting everything. So she definitely left in time because I gotta be honest is security. They always tell you two hours and you, you know, they got to put the asterisks, know your airport because like Salt Lake city, Indianapolis, those are my hometown airports as it were. Not that big. In fact, one time I was living in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. It's about 45 minutes up the interstate from El Paso, El Paso, Texas, which is a decent sized town. And you know, the rule the rule is you got to get there about two hours early. Me being naive, I was like, I got I to gotta do it. I got to do it. My girlfriend at the time was like, you really don't trust me. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. Because I was flying to Atlanta for my for, uh, to visit my family for Thanksgiving. And I get there two hours early. There's two terminals. There's like A, one through four, and B, one through four. And the it's like the size of a normal building. I go through security. I, I get to sit there for two and a half hours because... No flights really leave out of El Paso. They're all where flights stop to pick people up so that they could fill up the plane. So I was like, yeah, right. You're right. I was wrong. I definitely did not need to be here two hours early. Regardless, I, I hope McCall's safe. I'll text her. I'll get us an update. I'll text her. Speaking of Utah, got to talk about a true hero. Yesterday, uh, Trooper Ruben Carrera early in the morning pulled an unconscious driver from his vehicle seconds before the, it was struck by a train. I make jokes all the time about how I never see trains, how I just don't think they exist anymore. Train tracks are kind of annoying, but holy cow, there's video of this dash cam video of it, and it is on our Twitter. It is on our Facebook, Utah's VFX. When asked about it, he said, at that point, I wasn't really thinking. I was just doing my job. Uh it's it's insane. You he literally like you 
think of it as a scene from the movies, but he literally got him out before the train hit his the hit the car that was just stuck on the tracks. It's totally, totally insane. He deserves a huge shout out. He's a hero. And you know, it's crazy because I've never been in one of those situations, but I, I don't feel like you can ever know, right? Everyone could say, oh, I think if I was faced in a disastrous situation, I would do this or I would do that. And really, I just don't think you can know. I think it's instinct. Unless you've, if you've been in that situation before and you've seen how you react, there's no way you can know. I, I kind of think it's the same thing with politeness. You can force yourself into it. But when push comes to shove, it just becomes kind of like a muscle reflex. Like for me, I'm not trying to brag, but I hold doors open. I see please and thank you, ma'am and sir. It's just, it's a reflex at this point. And so it's just not something I think about. And so if you don't, I'm with you and, and I feel like you don't, you don't say it again and again. Clearly, I, I don't think you're polite because it, it should be just subconscious. You just do it automatically if you're polite or not. And it's just like this and... That's why he's wearing that uniform, and that is why he's a hero. So bravo again, Ruben Correa. The video is, there's not, nothing bad happens in the video. I'm always afraid of cringy videos, like when Travis Scott broke his knee. Nothing bad in the video. It's on our Facebook, on our Twitter, Utah's VFX, pulling someone from their car, an unconscious person from their vehicle right before it's struck by a train. Holy cow. Whoo. That's an uncomfortable situation. Another uncomfortable situation would be if you texted your boss something on accident, maybe a phrase, a reflex that was meant for your girlfriend. Oopsie text. Oh, boy. Would it be our job, though, if it wasn't embarrassing? No. AJ and McCall's debated eight on VFX. Got to hear what, you, who, what did you send to who on accident? Because there's no way. If you've had texting for more than 35 seconds, you've accidentally sent a text to someone you didn't mean to. Now, maybe it wasn't a bad one. Maybe it was an innocuous one. Yesterday, I meant to text my dad, interesting, and I texted it to Ashley. Oh, no, I'm in such trouble. I texted interesting. But it, it, it progressively gets worse from there. Why are you I giving have, me the stank I eye? Just, because I just have so many questions for you. What is your question? That's well, not the bad story. Uh, yeah, I know. But I have a feeling because the bad story had something to do with producer Butters. It did. So clearly. It does. Here's what we're. I don't want to see him. Here's what we're. Oh, boy. Here's what we're gathering from this scenario. Oh, boy. AJ. Yes. Doesn't pay attention before he pushes send. Uh, kind of. No. A lot. <laughs> whatever a lot no there have been plenty of times that it's like did you mean couch instead of the crotch or something <laughs> Be <laughs> because these things happen no. for our socials or uh, no, things no, along those <laughs> lines that it's like huh McCall hurt <laughs> what was it my hand was like broken at one point in time and so it said something like McCall hurt her hard and someone's like what? <laughs> okay, there's a viable excuse for that, which I will come back to later. Because <laughs> it's AJ doesn't pay attention before he clicks submit. <laughs> Only partially. There's a viable excuse for that I will come back to because I don't want to deprive people of the super embarrassing story. So McCall, I said mine's producer butters. That means you get to go first. What did you do? Who did you text? What did you send? So it was back when I worked at Taco Time. Oh, we're back on tacos. Okay. Back on the Taco Time. I'm a fan of tacos. So I was back there. I was in... Was I a senior? I was a senior at this point in time. And I had sent a text message about not being able to make it or something along those lines. I don't remember what the context of the text was, but I had sent it to my bossy boss 
Oh, boy. Okay, and I sent it. Not a good start. And I just said something like, okay, love you, and just sent it. And then I was like... Oops. <laughs> now, good news is my bossy boss at the time also happened to be like a leader. We within... were dating. It's cool. No. <laughs> no. But happened to be like a leader that I had worked very closely with in my church at that point in time. Right. So we were like really good friends. And so it was were like. you love you friends? Eh. She's like, like a like a mom figure to oh, me. Okay. So it was like, not that weird. Oh, it's, it's fine. You took your friendship to the next level. On accident, but yes. <laughs> okay, mine. So I don't think it would surprise anybody that producer butters, McCall and I all text when we leave work, right? Not a shocker. So texting about general radio stuff yesterday with producer butters, you know, delete the M drive, quitting on Friday, all the normal stuff. Yeah, right. Same and old, same old. out of force of habit and kind of muscle memory we got near what was the end of the conversation and so i just text okay thanks babe love you sin no so oh. we haven't texted since and i don't want to see his face well that's tough because i'm going to saint george so good luck yes <laughs> so it is very ill-timed and I don't like it. So it's going to be very uncomfortable today because I definitely did not mean to Probably. say Probably. I have a history, though, of texting the wrong person. Though, un- mm-hmm. unlike McCall trying to make an argument, I don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's been cell phone issues. Oh, okay. Back in college, I had a phone that, for whatever reason, when it didn't have strong enough signal, would just be like, oh, you texted Liz and Mike. Okay, instead of sending those to Liz and Mike, we're going to cross those and send Liz's to Mike and Mike's to Liz because, you know, reasons. So here I am flirting with my girlfriend and talking about sports with my best bud. And all of a sudden the flirting goes to my best friend and then the sports goes to the girl. And so it's just a real mood killer both ways. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to throw my phone off of a bridge and then uh i may follow but i'll i'll just several uh, times it was contemplated know, like, All right, so if i change my name now and move to austria <laughs> this will be okay right or utah <laughs> just disappear i'll become like a brindley or something why did aj come into utah <laughs> embarrassing text messages obviously <laughs> you solved it that's gonna be my answer now anytime ask me hey how did you end up in Utah from Indiana? And it's it's not like you know how your phone has protective text. Mine mine always messes up. It puts a T in things because I quote unquote miss hitting the predictive text. Or like yesterday, I was texting my girlfriend in the morning. I wanted to ask her how are you, and my phone uh, decided that instead of hitting how are you, I hit the T, and that was it. I just sent how at question mark. <laughs> phone, stop it. And then last night, this is good too, we had a thread for our high school football games and someone texted a group thread with like seven of us in it says, I really hope it's just jammed. Whoops, wrong thread. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Your producer Butters update, by the way, since McCall was gone yesterday, it was just him and I. And, uh, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot. We did the after show together, which you can check out along with the Debate at Eight and all podcasts at utahsvfx.com. And uh, we did, I think, what most close friends and family do when there's an embarrassing situation. You ignore it. You just say, eh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's how it went. It was the other rest of the week goes since I accidentally texted him again, by the way. Thanks, babe. Love you. Oops. Tell you what, though. I will take all the accidental 
phone calls. Or excuse me, all the accidental texts instead of the spam phone calls because they're getting bad. I luckily caught one yesterday, but I don't think I got on the DNR list. And uh, due to some secret cameras, you can actually hear what it sounds like when I get stuck on hold. But there's a new scam that we should all be afraid of because people got to know nothing better to do than to be jerks. AJ Knight with you for AJ and McCall. McCall out on vacation. And I guess it's just human nature, right? To a certain extent that as long as there's been humans, there's been people trying to find ways to scam humans. And now the latest one, if you have a phone, is to be constantly bombarded and bombarded with spam emails and spam phone calls. Yesterday, I finally answered one. There's this number that calls me from Chicago. I have no idea what it's for. I mean, because it speaks Japanese. And the only reason I knew to grab it is because they always leave me a voicemail. And I don't understand. Not that I want scams to get more advanced. But I understand you're like, like you clearly leave the voicemail halfway through what you're saying. I'm like, oh, yep, I'm gonna call that one back. That was legit. Uh, actually, I, I don't, I don't handle the phone calls so well. Uh, McCall was able to capture what it's like when I get uh, stuck on hold. Ah, perfect. My place. We're gonna hold here in a second. Your call and business is very important to us. Please hold much longer because the next hold. available customer service uh, representative will be available in 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. You got me, you got me sunk in this. The AJMC company is very thankful really? for your business. Like, just, what, and what we love that you're willing to stay on seconds. hold with us. I know I'm on hold. I'm Please here. stay on the line and the next customer service representative will be with you shortly. On my phone. What, what did they have? Four people? Four people Wait, working? We're just on the other line trying to eat our sandwich. Please stay on hold. A sandwich? We're eating a sandwich? Your ETA is now 47 minutes. The sandwich is 45! Oh. Oh. I'd hate to say that that's inaccurate, but that's totally true. Luckily, oh man, can you imagine? And maybe you do have to sit through some scams. I usually just hit one. One is usually good for those scam phone calls to get you off the DNR list. Producer Butters tells me all the time, though, hey, don't do that. It just lets them know your phone's active and they're going to keep calling you. They're going to keep calling me anyway. In fact, if you need more more proof that scams are going to keep evolving, look no further than the new Nigerian Prince scam. Now, everybody remembers that, right? The email, Nigerian Prince died, wants to give you a... $20 million, you got to send a check information, right? Here's a new one. And I really hope nobody falls for this, but it's being passed around. Apparently, the new one is you will get a letter from my Nigerian prince, quote unquote, who's with a doctor up in space, and they are stuck. Him and his cousin, Dr. Bakare Tunde, are asking the person who gets the letter for $3 million to get home. And I get it. Look, we've all seen The Office. It's like that secret mission. We're like, hey, this is private. You're now being pulled in on a secret project. We're stuck here. We need some help. And <laughs> here's the deal. If the scam involves them sending you an amount of money that's obscene and they need you to send back, quote, unquote, whatever uh, the difference is, it's a scam. It happened to my dad. It's happened to me. Someone tried to get me when I was looking for a uh, roommate. They say, oh, I here's, I'll send you this. Just send me whatever's back. Their scam's fake. Or their check is fake. So then you send money out of your bank account, which is real, and it just disappears because I'll have you send it through a money service, can't track it, and gone. So, no, there's no Nigerian prince who wants to send anybody millions of dollars. And no, it's too good to be true if they send you excess money. So, a little bit different today, admittedly, because 
Well, I'm solo dolo. I got to give you the story. So I'm not on your team today. It's unfortunate, but I believe in you. We've been trained. We've been Florida not for a while. You got this. So here's the headlines. Story number one. A wanted criminal tells cops there's no way they'll find him. Then they do within a few hours. Story number two. A woman is accused of biting off her ex's finger and posting it on Facebook. <laughs> and story number three. An uh, elderly man gets 30 days in jail for a water gun attack that was filled with urine. <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight with you right off the bat. <laughs> AJ Knight on VFX but calls on vacation as we get ready to play Florida Not on VFX. I kind of get why she likes doing this because no, normally I'm on your team, right? Not today because just me, so I had to get the story. So it, it's tough today. Before we get in, Neil, though, let me ask you: as we're fresh off talking scams and and all the phone calls we get all the time. Do you consider yourself a pretty patient person? Uh, for the most part. <laughs> How well do you do when it comes to being on hold? Uh, I can handle it. Okay, you got more patience than I do, sir. Here's <laughs> the deal. I, normally, you'd have me on your team, but since McCall's on vacation, i got to be the one telling the stories. So you're flying solo today. I believe in you, though. Okay. All right, so here we go. We'll tell the full stories here. Story number one. A burglar, 42-year-old man, uh, was wanted on burglary charges, and last week a cop called him to tell him to turn himself in. And instead he said, no way, you will never find me. Took the cops a few hours, they sparted his car in his driveway and found him hiding in his own attic. Now he's facing between five and ten years in prison. (laughs) (laughs) You think if he said, said, yeah, you're never going to find me, you'd have a little bit more of a creative hiding place than your own attic. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you would think that. <laughs> right? Story number two. Uh, uh, officers were called to a hospital late last week on a report of domestic violence assault, discovered that the male in the attack had lost a portion of his right middle finger while trying to fend off attack by his former partner. He reported that it had either been bitten or cut off as he was trying to restrain his wife or former wife from attacking him. She then posted about it on social media. During the investigation, police discovered the woman had posted videos on Facebook bragging about the incident and showcasing the finger. (laughs) I mean, again, I know social media at times is kind of the bane of the universe, but think of how many dumb criminals have been caught because they just couldn't resist posting on social media. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And story number three, an elderly man... Uh, used a water gun, filled it with his own urine to squirt a female neighbor in the face because he was so upset with her. He he is only going to, this is crazy to me, he's only going to serve a month in jail for the vile attack. Jeez. He just, you get annoyed with your neighbors, you get a fill squirt gun with pee, and then <laughs> 30 days? I, I think he would make the argument it was worth the time. Mm. Okay, Neil, a lot of crazy today, but story one Two or three. You'll never gonna find me. Oh wait, you did. Biting off your ex's finger or the squirt gun pee attack. Oh geez, that could really be any of them. I uh, it's, it's it's crazy today. Um, it's because it's so much out of the ordinary. I think I'm gonna say three. Okay, final answer. Yes. Congratulations, Neil. You picked the right oh. one. <laughs> All right. Hang on the line. I'll get some information from you. Okay. Thanks. I'm. <laughs> First of all, bravo again to Neil because three crazy stories. Second, can we just just go back for a second? You're never gonna find me. This dude has it, it, 
sort of escaped with burglary. They know who he is. And his genius plan is to leave his car in his driveway and hide in his attic. What is it, playing hide-and-seek with a toddler? Like, oh, no, I definitely don't see you hiding behind the curtains. You got me. Really? Really? And then who in the – posting with the photo on social media. Story two. The first one was in uh, – the second one was in Connecticut. The first story was in Texas, of course. But posting with the finger – Okay, I'm not trying to help criminals. But you ever heard of plausible deniability? Like, no, I don't know what he's talking about. He fell. He cut it himself. What? You got to figure right there. Facebook. There's no plausible deniability. Oh my gosh! Now the winning story from Florida: elderly man fills a squirt gun with his own urine, squirts his neighbor in the face, and gets 30 days in jail. 30 days. I am by no means encouraging that. But am I the only one a little perplexed by the fact that it was only 30 days? I mean, I once had the call, the cops called on me, and no, I have not served jail time, but I feel like I got a more stern punishment than that when you compare the crimes. Look, no judging, but any guy who's ever had to pee in a bottle or anything, for whatever reason, road trip, whatever you're doing, you know how premeditated this is. There's a lot of focus and a lot of concentration. AJ Knight with you on VFX from Call Out on Vacation for the rest of the week. So when a guy fills up a squirt gun, a squirt gun with urine and sprays his neighbor in the face, forget this, he says, and I quote, I lost my temper and I thought that she was spying on me as part of a purported government surveillance campaign. 30 days in jail just doesn't seem worth it. Now, I never served jail time, but when I compare it to my one run-in with the cops, I think, yeah, the cop, I think, was pretty stirred with me, and all I did was get accused of running away from home. Remember in middle school, high school, how important dances were? Especially from, I was a butterball in middle school. I had no self-confidence. I missed only one dance, and it was the only one that was uh, semi-formal, and that was my eighth grade dance. And the reason I missed it is because the next day we were going to have a band competition and we were going to go to, I think, Kings Islands theme park in, in Ohio. And so my mom had set it up so that I could stay at the house of a classmate who lived near the school so I could go to the dance that night, come back, stay there, get up, and then him and I would both go back to the school to get on the bus to go to the band competition. Here's the problem. After school, I leave with my friend, his name's Caleb, I leave with him and his mom, and and we go to drop a friend off. Then we stop by the store to pick up some stuff for dinner that night, some oven pizzas, and some donuts for breakfast the next day. All pretty reasonable, right? This is the day back before I had a cell phone. I get to uh, Caleb's house to be met by my mom, hysterically crying, and cops, because she has thought, I have run away, despite the fact that she set up the whole thing. So the cop gives me a stern talking to about the responsibility of communication and all this. And no offense to the cop, but again, I, I didn't run away. My mom set up this whole thing. The whole time I was with Caleb and his mom, who I was staying the night with. So did it work out? No. Missed the dance. I had to go stay in an extremely hot grandparent house. I got to go to the band competition. But I was punished for doing what I was supposed to. The best part of that was that the rumors started going around school that I tried to flee the police, and there were all kinds of stories to me getting tasered, me getting handcuffed, me falling into a pool, and the, the taser going into the pool. 
And it didn't, it, it, I think it helped my social life a little bit, but I thought that stern talking to was way more severe than a guy who squirted his neighbor in the face with pee and gets 30 days in jail. That's about as premeditated a crime as ever to think, okay, to do that, then to go out while she's walking her dog and to spray it after filling it up. That's premeditated, man. That is messed up. <sighs> you think you got friends. Do you have friends that would help you out by calling in a bomb threat? Yeah, it's bonus Florida or not, and the true test of friendship. You know, Utah's VFX.com, my, uh, my last blog piece was about uh, how bad I am at making friendships. McCall and I did that for a debate at eight. She's on vacation, so AJ and I just hanging out with you on VFX this morning. Um, <laughs> and I talked about part of my problem is that I'm so guarded with the people that are close because I trust them, but I also trust them because I've been burned by other people and they've stuck with me. If you think you have close friends, close families... Put them to the test. Ask them this simple question. This past Saturday, there was a huge college football game. Uh, LSU, Louisiana State, who Utah State played a couple weeks ago and lost to, was hosting Florida. It was like a top 10 matchup. It was a Saturday night game, big game. And um, there, of course, is sports betting. And the line, I think, was 14. LSU was supposed to win by 14 points, I know, because I bet on it. People pushed. Well, if your friends or your family are truly, truly friends or family, would they try and help you win your bet? There's an Alabama student, and I mean the University of Alabama, which is a big LSU rival, who is facing criminal charges because, and I quote, he phoned in a bomb threat because my friend was on verge of losing a large bet. He called in a bomb threat to the stadium to try and disrupt the game to help his friend who bet some amount of money win it. Really? (laughs) No point. Look. Look, I did not make the best of decisions in college either. That is well documented. But no point did you think, yeah, this will go well. What was your theory? Oh, the police will never find me like the moron in Texas who decided to hide up in his attic after telling the police, you'll never catch me. This is truly bonus Florida. Like I said, that's the problem with playing now. The South gets crazy. Normally it's the Carolinas, a little bit of Texas, which we had today. But now all of a sudden Alabama throwing its hat in the ring. Called in a bomb threat. That's a friend right there. If you're not willing to do that to help me win my bet, are we even really friends anymore? What's the point of dating if you don't have someone? I'm, of course, kidding. That is insane. So he's got to move to Louisiana. He's currently Alabama, not being held on bond. He's got to move to Louisiana to face charges because what? People being dumb this week. AJ Knight hanging out with you. McCall is on vacation. And uh, hopefully she finds the traffic a little bit more to her liking down in St. George, which is where she went. Because we, I think, discovered something about a specific parking lot in general that makes traffic uncomfortable here. McCall finds herself on vacation. AJ Dad hanging out with you on VFX. And I can neither confirm nor deny that part of the reason she needed to get away is because she found out where NASCAR actually happens in Logan, Utah. Okay. North Logan Walmart. Okay? <laughs> yes. What the heck is going on with the entrance? Hunger Games. Basically, well, you've been there. You know where I'm talking about, right? I, I don't disagree with you. So, like, you turn in, if you turn in from the main road and you just turn right into the parking lot, you got the Taco Bell on the south end. Right. Right, you got the empty whatever on the north end where right. they were storing like construction equipment and whatever for a little minute. And then you keep going. Then you get an intersection. And it's like, I don't know where to go. 
It's like these guys going north, north and south think it's their turn, and the people going east well, and west think it's their. Who goes there's where? Also, what do what? There's Who also what? that dog leg right there over by uh, where was it the Sportsman? Yeah, where Sportsman's people warehouse. pop over that little bump, right. and there's no stop signs there either. So people just go. Well, I think that one's just a yield. I think people know that that one's just a yield. I'm just saying. I think I've there seen is a stop sign. Dis- I think there is a. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. I've seen I've, people's disrespect for big parking lots. They just cut through all over bro, the place. So you had no I, stop no. signs. I sit. And I wait at that one, but like that's, I, I that's just parking I don't... lot Thunderdome. That's what that is. Yeah, well, I just don't know what the what is going on with that. Like, can we put something somewhere so people know which way the traffic <laughs> is supposed to go? I'm so upset should, about it. Like, gonna, like I a... want to go stand out there with a stop sign and be like, "Okay, I am the Walmart traffic cop. You can go this way. You get okay, a vest. stop. Go this way. We'll do a video of it. You I should just, get a vest. I don't know what." the rules and regulations at that area are first come first serve. i get so confused survival every of the time fittest. i go and then there's always like that one red car that just like is like wow it's daytona go as fast as you can <laughs> it's like okay hold up daytona's over you here know, those cars are like your description of of dog zoomies or deer they just all oh. of a sudden are like gotta go fast <laughs> and they just go that's then they get to a stoplight, and you're like, what was the point of that? Oh, boy. You know what we're talking about. I don't, what is the deal with parking lots? I had a couple live broadcasts earlier this summer, and it was in a parking lot. And I'll leave that at that. But people just invent parking spots. They're like, yeah, I can park here, or I can park sideways, or that's not a spot, or it's occupied by a tent, and I'll just, that's still room for me. No. And then people just Cut, and I'm not saying you can't cut through spots, the empty parking lot, but people are just like weaving in and out of traffic. It's like, in traffic school, those are not parking cones. You are not allowed to do that. And that is why we have started Park Narcs, trying to shame people into correctly parking once, one at a time. And actually, if you go to our Facebook page, Utah's VFX pin, right at the top, you'll see our first two nominees, Line Hugger and All the Spaces Are Mine. And you can vote for which one you think is the most annoying and the uh, person who submitted it, if theirs is the one that gets the most votes, is actually going to win lunch from Apple Spice. You see bad parking? Don't be driving, but take a snapshot, send it to us on our social media, Utah's VFX. We pick it that week, you're in and in, you could win lunch from Apple Spice. And we're going to shame people into driving, or into better parking. you got to start small, right? Into better parking one picture at a time. It's going to work. It's going to work. This week we found out McCall apparently has a doppelganger. Uh, someone was mistaken, sent us a message, was nice enough to not do anything to besmirch McCall's name or potentially get her in trouble with the law, but that she has a doppelganger. Possible for a cool $130,000, she could have a whole lot more, or anyone could actually. There's a catch, though, and it's, I would say, kind of creepy as Skynet kind of moves closer and closer to happening for Terminator fans out there. Look, as we all know from How I Met Your Mother, the ultimate goal is to find your friend group's doppelgangers, and that is a sign from the universe. AJ McCall at VFX. McCall's on vacation. Luckily, I should actually call her doppelganger. We found it this week, maybe that she has a doppelganger. Danny sent us a message saying that she went in to, I think it was a store, and someone asked her about being on the radio. So McCall has a doppelganger, and you could too. And unlike McCall and Ovid's Danny, you could get some money for yours because a tech company will pay you $130,000 if they can make a robot look just like you. They're looking for a kind and friendly face to use on their new line of robot, and this is in quotes, I'm not making this up, friends 
for old people. They're letting anyone apply by uploading a photo online, then whoever they choose will get $130,000. That is great. So, <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be helpful robots, but as any sci-fi movie veteran will tell you, that's not always how it starts. And here's the thing. Get a person doppelganger. Let's all not forget when... Um, Ross, what's his, what's his name? Swimmer. David Swimmer had that doppelganger that had, uh, committed theft at a gas station. He It was so, the resemblance was, resemblance was so striking that he went out on the internet and said, no, 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 this isn't me. But a robot, you think, yeah, it feels a little bit safer because it's not like if a robot that sort of looks like you or even maybe looks directly like you, unless it's an android, does it? You think, like, then I can't be held to that. But still, wouldn't it be kind of creepy to know that your face... Is on robot's face doing who knows what, wherever. And that kind of the terrifying thing of the internet nobody talks about. Like, your pictures are on the internet, and who knows what, who has done with them. I have, we have a lot of friends, both McCall and I, who uh, do a lot of social media stuff. And what happens is people will take their pictures and they'll create fake accounts to try and scam people. Heck, I think I have an ex girlfriend who does some Instagram modeling who just recently posted on her story that someone has created a whole fake account based on just stealing her pictures. So I'm not going to say I, I I wouldn't have a little bit of comfort if I had $130,000, but my face on an army of potentially murderous robots? I don't know. I don't know. It is the season of spooky. And if you're dead... Uh, <laughs> it's a season spooky, and if your house is it filled with uh, blood, then man, you're just haunted house, and your decorations aren't covering it. One family found theirs just like that. Oh boy, they weren't happy about it. What a purposeful decoration! Every year, you got to find a way to take it up to the next notch, right? You got to find a way to make those decorations a little bit spookier, a little bit scarier, so you can be the talk of the town. AJ McCall at VFX. AJ Knight flying solo with McCall on vacation. And one Iowa household may have found exactly that. They have taken it up to the next step because their home looked like a scene from a horror movie. They returned to the house. They went downstairs to find that their basement was uh, flooded with blood, up to five inches of blood. And the reason why, they're trying to sell their house. And you're like, oh, obviously, there's blood everywhere. Why would you not get the heck out of there? Their basement was filled with nearly five inches of blood, fat, and bones as a result of drainage from a meat locker next door. For the last 10 years, they've lived next to a meat locker but never had any problems until recently. Apparently, the neighbors were dumping hog and cattle remains down a floor drain, which is connected to his pipes. <laughs> Can you? I, Yeah. The, oh, gross. Oh, just, oh, I made the mistake. I'm watching the video. That's a mistake. That is, bleh. Tell you what, though. You, you put that up and you auction, auction it off. You uh, advertise it as the most haunted place ever. Ooh. I remember I was throwing a Halloween party in college. And it wasn't so much about the decorations. It's just to get together. And I was inviting a coworker of mine at the time. And I said, hey, you need to come. It's going to be a ton of fun. I've already invited a bunch of people. And it was huge. It was a ton of people that showed up. And he says, look, I don't want to see this in the news tomorrow. But you want to know what you could do if you really want to take that Halloween party up to the next level. And he looks left, looks right, makes sure nobody else is listening. Is you get a real dead body. I was like, whoa, Sam, whoa. No, I'm trying to have a good time, not ruin anybody's lives.
He didn't show up, that jerk. <laughs> five inches. Five inches of blood, bone, animal fat. I mean, look, I, I love meat as much as the next guy, but I think if I wandered into that for my house, might be a, I might be a vegetarian for just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like, mm, 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 nope. Nope, nope. No meat for me. I'm good. Hand me the salad. Oh, boy. Check it out. It's, I'm going to post it on our Twitter. And uh, beware, if you dare, of watching the video. I mean, it's like watching that. Kind of want to vomit now. Yes, creepy. Finding blood anywhere that it's not supposed to be is creepy. And you all of a sudden wake up and blows on your pillow. It's a little bit creepy. Not supposed to be there. You got to keep yourself safe. Got to keep yourself protected. And I wonder how well protected we are in the valley and surrounding areas. There's a little bit of paranoia going on in my household. You know, the older I get, the more I realize I'm not really that much of an adult. AJ Knight with you on VFX. McCall's on vacation as we do the debate at eight. I travel a lot. I've seen a lot of the world. And it's kind of, it's balanced out in weird ways because I think seeing more and learning more is always a good thing. Let's you understand better, have more experiences to pull up from if you find yourself in unique situations. But the other, the other way is it's hard not to, I think, get a little bit more cynical the older you get, right? I, I always thought my dad was crazy because they talk about wanting to move away from my hometown because it's in between Chicago and Illinois and the crime's going up and the town's running down. It's not as good as it was. And then I kind of get it. You get older, and I think experiences kind of make you a little bit paranoid because you just like you see things that have happened in the community, and it's a great community here in the valley. Don't get me wrong, but we've had some really tragic events, and you start to think, "Please be an outlier. Please don't become a sign of things to come." And I think you start to get paranoid. And talking about in the house, my house, me and my girlfriend, and just start to think, you know. It's kind of naive if you don't start to put maybe some things in place to be prepared just in case. Because the saying I love all the time, at least when it comes to advice, is I'd rather you have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And so you realize, I started to realize, you know, 30, not doing so well, I think, on the, the planning part, the home defense part of being an adult. But there's a couple different ways to go about that. And we always like to joke that, you know, the zombie apocalypse is inevitably the apocalypse that's eventually going to take down the world. And we have to fight through that. But how would you go about that? Because, like, the East Coast is set, I think, to get hit with a big storm. And you know, we have wildfires out west. There's earthquakes and tornadoes. Or there's earthquakes west. There's tornadoes in the Midwest. So different things like that. What is your, what is your plan? When it comes to, you know, home defense and, and, and stuff in general like that, is it a sit tight, wait it out in yourself? Do you have a exit strategy, meet here, call this, text this? Which way is it? And I, I, I feel like I'm maybe slightly, and I'll admit it right now, maybe come across like a sissy because my plan for a while has been absolutely in the latter camp. But maybe I'm wrong. When it comes to, let's just leave it simply at house defense. Are you sitting to Finn or have an escape plan? That's the debate at 868255. The number to text, start your text with VFX. Uh, the poll of the day was on exactly this. We'll take a look at that. And I'll tell you what my plan is because it's gotten more elaborate the older I've gotten. 435 Also the number to call for the debate at 8. And all social media. Stay 
flee. Stay flee. And I know one of those sounds like cowardice, and I get it. Let me have it if you want to for the debated date. But that's always been the option I considered. AJ and McCall at VFX for the debated date. McCall out on vacation. AJ Knight hanging out with you. Because I came across stat, which I'll get to here in a second. But I tell you about story. I remember back when I was a kid, probably about middle school, seventh, eighth grade, I think. Um, in the part of the neighborhood or in the general vicinity of the city I was living with with my dad and stepmom, there had been a series of break-ins. And if I nobody had gotten hurt, seriously injured, but there had been a series of break-ins. So I remember one night, uh, I was up late, I think it, was, it had to have been a weekend, and at the time my stepmom had fallen asleep out on the couch and all of a sudden there was a knock at our door. Slightly terrifying late at night when you know what's going on in the neighborhood. So my parents both answer and it turns out there's a police officer who's just checking up because of the break-ins. They just had extra patrolmen, thank goodness to them, but had extra patrolmen in the area that night. And so I, everything's fine. Not, we haven't seen anything suspicious. Police officer thanks us, goes about his evening. And my mom, stepmom sits down and she pulls out this large butcher knife front of the couch, making a joke. That I didn't want him to see this, thinking we were crazy or anything. But the thought was is that if anything had happened, that was what she was going to use to defend her house. And I remember thinking as a kid, I get it, but kind of crazy, right? It, it's like, I, I mentioned there's a video on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Utah's VFX, of the UHP patrolman who pulled an unconscious person from their car that was stuck on train tracks right before it gets hit by a train. And he's a hero. And and maybe other people will be okay, but again, I go back to my same theory, is that in that moment, do you know that you'll be able to go through with that? It's, all, it's the only question I pose. Do you know for sure that you'll be able to go through with that? Because I get it. I get the defending of the house. And the poll of the day asked a very simple question. I'll tell you the stat... Um, that I found that really made me think about this, but is do you have a weapon near your bed in case of a break-in? And according to a, a survey, the average person has 4.6 moments every year where they're afraid someone's broken into their house. And according to this survey, 39% of them keep a weapon or item near the bed in case one of those isn't a false alarm. So question very simple, not, not gun, any kind of thing. You keep a weapon, and we'll see what the poll of the day is. But uh, I got Neil on the line here. Neil, do you have a weapon of some sort near your bed? We have one in the house, but I don't have one by my bed. How quick do you think you could get to it? And, and I'm, let me just clarify for the universe: I'm not speaking this into existence. But if it ever should happen, hope it doesn't. How quickly do you think you could get to it? Oh, probably ten seconds. See that that's that's good news because if it takes you minutes, right? That's not the point. So, okay, good. Now tell me if you don't want to. Uh, poll of the day. How many people have a quote-unquote weapon near their bed in case of a break in the Palmer Home Furnishing poll of the day? 57% of people say yes. 57, so more than the national survey, but still a majority, but close to even. 57% say yes. What kind of wep- weapons, defense mechanisms do they have nearby? Would you flee or fight? It's the debated eight on VFX. That's what we'll find out. And let me just let me just paint my scenario. What mine has been, because mine has not been the fight one. And see, and I'll admit, maybe romanticizing a little bit, but see if I can convince you that it's not that terrible an idea. Well, th- what weapons do people have? Do you fight or flee? It's debated at Utah's VFX, all social media. I, I feel like I should go out uh, and do a little clarifying. This is not like some kind of secret sting or anything. And now people weren't thinking that because... 
I'm not trying to find out and put you in any risk. Oh, now everybody knows. I'm legitimately curious. AJ McCall's debated VFX. AJ and I flying solo today. McCall's on vacation because I, I shed. The start of the debate at eight, I feel like what I have found out about myself is the older I've got, the more cynical, maybe a little bit of paranoid I get and realize, you know, I need to do a better job, I guess as my dad would say, preparing for the unexpected, expecting the unexpected. So, fight or flee. We had a text that just come in because now we're, what, what kind of collection of defensive weapons do we have here? It says uh, handgun, shotgun, baseball bat at the side of the bed. With that being said, my suggestion anyone thinking about intruding into someone's house, never go inside without being welcomed first. You never know what awaits you, which is fair advice. And then we had a, a very wide-ranging assortment of answers here on the uh, Palmer Home Furnishing Poll today. And again, 57% of people said yes, they have a weapon near their bed. There's uh, machete from Jesse. There's uh, karate skills from Haas. A lot of people said dogs, Dustin, Grace, even uh, Angela said dogs, which I think is a good start. That was my my parents' theory. Um, and again, they're not super comfortable in our hometown anymore, but we had a big mastiff, and their theory always was her bark alone, because she's a big dog, will intimidate someone, and that's the first step of it. But for the Palmer Home Furnishing Poll of the day, 57% of people said, yeah, they got a weapon somewhere near their bed. And for me, it's been flea because I, I posed the question at the beginning of the show talking about the UHP officer that was a hero and pulled an unconscious person out of their vehicle stuck on train tracks. The video's on our social media, Utah's VFX. How do you exactly know how that moment's going to go? Or maybe you, you step in and you've bit off more than you could chew. I'm not hoping it for anyone, but I feel like I have... Maybe a little bit more control with the flea option. We have a back door. And and so, you know, there's that. Possibly now. I've talked about this before. Occasionally leaving a car off to the side so you can just sprint out that back door, get to a car, and get somewhere. And not have to worry about it. Because the, the statistic I came across is the average person has 4.6 moments every year when they're afraid someone's broken into their house. And you've been there. You, you hear a noise, especially if you're in an older house. Something happens. There's a creak, whatever it may be. And fight or flight kicks in. I remember living in an apartment and we lived right up next to the stairwell. And for whatever reason, I don't know if people were playing pranks. I always felt like people would just twist the handle just to check to see if it was locked or not. Always creeped me out. We always had it locked even when we were home because we were in an apartment complex. But it just seemed like it would jiggle. And you'd be like, "What? what? we're home. Stop it. You're asking for it. But the thing is, with, with our poll of the day and even the, that stat, this is 39% of people keep a weapon near their bed. Ours is 57. About 50% of people don't get proactive about keeping themselves safe. And I know. I know. It's one of my things that I'm never going to get used to here in Utah is we don't lock anything. But about 50% of people say they don't remember to check if the doors are locked. And 35% of people say they know they've left doors unlocked the past year. Now, put me in that 35% because I know it's happened at least a handful of times. But lucky enough that I have a home security system. Try to be proactive about keeping us safe. And I don't know. I've always wanted. This is romanticizing big time. I admit it. I've always wanted like the hidden passages and the bookshelf, right? That spins around. And you get to flip through there. But I just feel like with Flea, more control. I know the argument would be powerless. And I, I don't have anything to combat that, but I feel like I have more control. I know that the situation, feel like the situation may not get worse. Maybe wrong. Come into this again, a little paranoid and a little thinking, I need to be better prepared. 
Palmer Home Furnishing poll today has an assortment of defense items for you, including uh, there's been uh, bats mentioned. Uh, I know my dad, when he started delivering newspapers, he still does it to this day. I think he keeps a softball bat in his trunk just in case, which I got that one covered. I got a whole set of golf clubs in my trunk right now. Maybe I ought to take the driving I, the the uh, driver out and just set it next to the to the bed and just be like, you know, just take it to practice swings. That's the only reason it's there. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I have concocted... The perfect excuse. I think it is. I need to try it out. I almost used it today at work, but I've taken a lot of sick days, so I don't think it would have flown. But I've got a good one. I've got it. The great, a great excuse to get you out of work. Or it, it almost worked for me. Which uh, AJ, I thought you said it works. If it almost worked, AJ and McCall at VFX. McCall's on vacation, so I'm flying solo. That means there's something there. It just needs to be fine-tuned and tweaked a little bit, and it'll work. Now, obviously, McCall's saying, hey, I got vacation. That works. You're not here today. But last night, because I'm part of the high school broadcast team, right? I had to go down to Bountiful for Mountain Crest and Bountiful. And unfortunately, Mountain Crest didn't win. But since it was work-related, you know, you got all that travel in the late night, I think all you got to say is, and this is what I tried, is, hey, I think I'm going to call in tired tomorrow. Because, like, I got a late night because of work stuff I got to do. How am I supposed to come do the show tomorrow? I'm going to be wiped. And Producer Butters was this close, this close to letting me have it. He's like, eh, maybe. Though, you know, admittedly, after the debate date yesterday where I confessed about how I accidentally texted him, thanks, babe, love you, is kind of a muscle memory. Maybe it was more so that he didn't feel bad and was going to give me the day off as much as he just didn't want to see my face from sheer awkwardness anymore. I don't know. It's t- it depends on your job. If you have a job, you're doing physical labor, I think you could absolutely call in tired. Here, we have a little bit more flexibility with the hours so you can kind of try and grind your way through it there's been many a days when mccall and i have different strategies we, you know she loves caffeine and, and on days where she just absolutely wiped which i think a little bit was yesterday she just becomes the caffeine apocalypse and just caffeine's up and so she's just jittering and can't sit still me i'm just gonna try not to yawn and, and muscle through it but yeah call it in if if it was irresp- if it was my fault like i would go out to a movie or whatever i, I saw the star wars premiere uh, many a year ago and came into work the Friday after, even though the movies are like three flipping hours long, right? So you get home at four, you got to get back up at four 30 and come into work. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I could do that. That's poor planning on my part. But if you go in late and you're working quote unquote overtime, yeah, call in tired. Do you mental health day? I didn't know because honestly, I really, owe. Oh, I've been the sickness thing. I tell you cleaning out the years has been, Great and terrible. Got rid of all the headaches and dizziness I was suffering from, and that's what kept me out sick a bunch of times. But being able to hear everything is so annoying. <laughs> it's just I can hear everything. And it's it's turned itself into this manifestation where there were things that I probably didn't hear or didn't recognize before that just bother me now. In fact, I'll get into it. Actually, I got a throwback that's a dedication to a friend of mine who I think needs a little help. Tell you that after Jason Derulo, I'll tell you why being able to hear is all of a sudden kind of a burden. <laughs> AJ and McCall and VFX. McCall's on vacation. AJ Knight hanging out with you. And yes, hearing is awesome. The last thing I need is for someone to jump on me and be like, AJ says that being deaf is great. That's not what I said. What I said was going from barely being able to hear to being able to hear everything is kind of annoying. I'll give you a for instance. What is the most annoying thing when you go out to eat or just eat in general with someone? 
Mouth open, right? I'm pretty positive there are people close to me who have a habit of chewing maybe a little bit more often with their mouth open than they should that I didn't notice before. But now I can hear, and I hear it all the time. And it's one of those sounds like nails on a chalkboard. It just, oh, you hear it and it sends shivers down your spine. My car is obnoxiously loud. Yes, I should get it checked. But right now I'm just turning up the radio because I'm sick of how loud it is and I want to be able to hear what I can hear. It's loud. My neighbors, right? I did the whole thing and I'm going to put an asterisk because before anybody comes back, that maybe on the call side saying, AJ, I think you're being a little bit harsh about complaining about your upstairs neighbors. It's continued. I didn't hear them before, but it's not just the upstairs neighbors who, yeah, there's going to be noises. They're upstairs. They're moving around. But I can hear my next door neighbors. I'm in a triplex. Like when I'm sitting out in my living room watching TV, I can sometimes pretty clearly hear what they're watching on TV. Yes, it's great. I can hear everything. I don't need the volume up very loud anymore. I can hear every little thing and music's great and all that wonderful stuff, but it's sort of obnoxious. And the bottom line is everybody sounds like they're shouting still. I told the doctor, I told this story yesterday, front office lady was asking about my ears, how it's been. They cleaned out my ears. We've never done the process. What had happened is basically, I think for two plus years, probably closer, somewhere between two and five years, Earwax had just been building up, and I was using Q-tips, so it was just tightening it and compacting it over and over again. So basically, it was a 10-minute process. They put drops in my ears to soften it up and then pressure washed it, basically, to, to get the earwax out. And there was, like, pebble-sized earwax in my ears, and that's why I couldn't hear. But it was like the light switch went on because it was like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I can hear everything. I asked the doctor in his office can you bring it down a couple notches? It sounds like you're shouting. And, of course, I told everybody the things that my light switch, the sink, the toilet, the shower, all that stuff was loud. It hurt my ears. I passed on a concert because I had been sick, but also because I don't think my I could have handled it. Luckily, uh, my girlfriend had a great friend that she was able to go with, and they had an amazing time. But I was like, I can't do that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill me. It'll make my head feel like it's going to explode. So, yes, it's great. I can hear everything, but it's also annoying. The debate today was about fighting or fleeing what you would do. Let's not forget the one time McCall made it into a stranger's vehicle and lived to tell the tale. We'll get into that in about six minutes. The debate at eight with AJ McCall at VFX, just AJ today, McCall on vacation, was about uh, fighting or fleeing. Because I started to think, maybe get a little more cynical, a little bit more paranoid. Yeah, better plan. Maybe need to reevaluate my options. Nobody, and the texter, I think, said it best, and I don't think anybody would disagree with this. Uh, if you're intending to go into someone's home, make sure you're invited because you never know what awaits you. That's a fair statement. I don't think anyone would disagree, but let's not forget the one time McCall accidentally went into something that wasn't hers. I reflect back to 17, 17-year-old McCall, maybe yes. 18, Uh-oh. whatever. Had to have been 18. I go out to go get a Slurpee with some of my friends, and we go out. And we're at the 7-Eleven in Brigham City. I get my Slurpee. We start hauling out the door. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want shotgun. And my friend's like, only if you get there first. And I say, okay, bet. (laughs) And then I open the door and I hop in the shotgun seat of the Suburban. We get in the burb, right? I hear, who are you? And I turn around and there's a 
suburban. So I immediately hop out and I get in the suburban next door, which is the one that we were actually supposed to get into. Same color, by the way. Right. And my friend says, okay, you deserve shotgun because... You just did that so you could have it. So then I sat there embarrassed as all get out. (laughs) Anyone that doesn't know McCall doesn't know the fact that she takes shotguns super seriously. Anytime we go anywhere, her goal is to be shotgun. Now, that's a hilarious situation. Then now that we're famous celebrities in Cash Valley in Utah doing the AJ and McCall show, I think it would be kind of a funny thing to maybe prank some people with, though. You're taking a risk. You're taking a risk. Uh, and it's just when it comes to other people, you're going to be skeptical, right? You're walking late at night. doesn't matter who it is. You're going to be on your on your guard. In fact, last night, uh, my girlfriend who works with special needs was talking about there was one that was having some problems and, and gave them, offered our place up as a place to stay if they needed it. And am I mad about that? No. Do I think she's a wonderful person because she always thinks of other people before herself? Yes. Am I a little bit hesitant because it is a stranger regardless? Yes. <laughs> you know, hey, give me the rundown first. You know, I want to know who this person is just because look, you trust me, vouch for him. That goes a long way. But give me a heads up because the bottom line is, for me at least, it's still a stranger. That's in your house. Fight or flee. That was the debate today. You could still weigh in at Utah's VFX or vote on the poll of the day, which is do you have weapon stored near your bed because we've all seen that video of the guy who's made the modifications to his headboard so he just pops it and out comes a shotgun maybe maybe that's the option maybe i need to be a little bit more real with myself graveyard halsey on vfx utah's hottest music on 94.5 and 93 and streaming online at utahsvfx.com aj and mccall on vfx mccall on vacation aj night hanging out with you and i've found a new form of advertising that is really effective on me. So every, everyone's heard of clickbait, right? There's a picture or maybe a sensationalized headline that's designed to pull you in and then you get in and the picture's not in there. The headline's fa- fa- uh, false. I think one of the ones was uh, when Spider-Man, right, was booted out of the MCU. There were a lot of articles that said, it's a di- it's over. And you click and read the article and they're like, well, negotiations are still going on. Try and get you to read it. New form of advertising is working on me is... For lack of a better word, rage advertising. You notice, um, heaven forbid, if you've tried to escape, because everyone, I think, remembers the days of Facebook where there was just game invite after game invite after game invite. But there's one, I think it's called like Hero Wars or something like that, and the whole point is there's like a monster and treasure, and there's a little dude, and you have to move like levers around to move water and lava and try and save your guy. And at some of them, it'll show like, here's your IQ. The less moves you could do it, and the better. And, of course... The way the video plays out, it does the advertising so that the person does the absolute wrong moves, doesn't get it right, and it just enrages me because I don't know if it's the competitiveness or just like, no, that's not what you do, but I'll watch the videos. I've seen them 10 million times, and I watch them just move the lava onto the guy, and they kill the character, and it's not even close. It's like they're not even trying, which they aren't, and it's... It's effective. It gets me. I get mad at it. And I'm like, no, that's not what you need to do. And then I click on it because I just did it a few minutes ago. I'm like, that's it. I'm playing this game. I'm going to do it. See see what I can do here. And then it's like, we need access to your contacts, your friends, and your email. And I'm like, <laughs> nope, cancel. It's gotten me to click on it, I think, three times, though. Rage advertising. <sighs> Whew. 
Woosah. <laughs> One of the warning signs of an impending apocalypse is the animals acting weird, and we may have just got our first one. AJ McCall at VFX. McCall's out on vacation, but down in the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte earlier this week, you know what happened? About 100 birds were seriously injured, and 100 were merely stunned because they flew into a massive window at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. The picture itself is kind of gruesome, too, because they're just kind of laying there, and it's just, ugh. But that's the thing. Who, uh, day after tomorrow, right? What happened? Birds start crashing into crap. Maybe it's the first sign. Though I got to say that statistics say building collisions kill up to a billion birds each year. Even here in our building that's a, a one story, we have a bird crash into a window, I would say, pretty reasonably once a month. It's kind of weird, too, because they hit them so hard, they almost leave like a silhouette. It's like you could see their ghost escape their body. They just got stuck on the window. Because we have a nice little courtyard area here, and there's a door that for the longest time had like the perfect... It was like if you took one of those pieces of sketch paper and set it over something and then just lightly rubbed a pencil and it gave you the trace. That's what it looked like. Bird's silhouette was perfectly implanted on our glass door there. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's sheer coincidence because something about birds and glass is uh, happens. Or maybe it's the sign of the impending apocalypse. Hundreds of birds stunned. Hundreds of birds really injured because they crashed into a big window. I'd like to give birds more credit than that. When you think of uh, a bunch of them hit it, some of them along the way would be like, oh, yeah, oh, no, avoid this area. Am I giving birds too much credit? Though I also am the same person. I said it this weekend to my girlfriend, deathly afraid of birds. And I say all the time, look, if a bird comes near us and tries to attack you, I will punch that bird in its face. You do not have to worry. What food has me thinking? This is usually a time of day where we find some kind of weird concoction that has come up and... Either I'm for it, like the bagel Rito, or I'm against it, you know, like pickles and anything. Now a sandwich. It's made me think. And honestly, how did anybody come up with this? I would say sheer laziness, but it, the, the effort to make the sandwich work would rule that out. Now let me be very clear. I love mashed potatoes. I think pretty much everybody loves mashed potatoes. AJ McCall at VFX, McCall out on vacation. Flying solo dolo and not sure what to do right now because this is the part of the show normally we get into these weird foods like good idea, bad idea. Yesterday, bagel riddle, great idea. Bagels underrated as a potential sandwich. Today, mashed potato sandwiches, which to me sort of – initially I was like, that's just lazy. But then it's not because you got to think about it. I know you can kind of loosely gloopity glop a structure together out of mashed potatoes, but more trouble than it's worth, right? Apparently it's going viral. A guy toasts his bread, puts some butter on, mashed potatoes, then cheese, no gravy, and eats a sandwich. And this just takes me back to when I was a kid. I used to eat mayonnaise sandwiches, and then a grandma came along and said, no, you have to eat something of substance on the sandwich besides just mayonnaise, and that was the end of that. Mashed potato sandwiches. They, they often say potatoes, right? Most versatile food on the planet. Mashed, boiled, stewed, fried, whatever you want to do with them. Sandwich? I don't know that there's any potato I'd really want on a sandwich besides French fries. If you were to say, I'm going to put a French fry on my burger, an assortment of French fries on my burgers, or maybe even potato chips, that I could get. Maybe mashed potatoes on a leftover turkey sandwich? I think I could get behind that, but toasted bread, butter, sprinkled with some uh, shredded cheese and potatoes. I just, I'm not seeing it. I'm not feeling it. I'm not necessarily, I'm not appalled by it. I'm just, 
Why does it need to be a sandwich? Just heat some up, spoon, and good to go. I don't, I don't Pictures on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX. Does anybody have any sort of run-in with uh, creativity with the mashed potatoes? Because maybe I'm just lacking. Maybe I'm not thinking big enough. Because oftentimes I'm just like, nah, sticking on a plate next to some kind of dead animal, and I'll be good, gravy or not. I hit or miss on the gravy. But dead or not, right there, I'm good with it. I don't know. Technology is a great thing. And I say this on the eve of, or on the cusp of finding out yesterday for National Bosses Day, three-fourths of people say they'd rather be managed by a robot than by their actual boss. AJ McCall at VFX. AJ hanging out with his McCall's on vacation. And then today there's a company in the UK looking for a friendly face to slap on their helpful robots, as they call them, quote-unquote, friends for elders. You pay $130,000 if they pick your face. Right, so technology advancing, sell everything. We were joking yesterday because uh, our salesperson was trying to do some math on his phone, and I was just beating him to their simple equations. And he said, I just like doing it because my teacher always told me I wouldn't have a calculator in my pocket when I grow up. Joke's on them. Everybody's got one now. But I had to tell you, one part of technology that always scared me was electric cars, smart cars. Because uh, when they first brought out those self-parallel parking ones, I know there's plenty of people like, oh, I can't do it. But when they first brought out those parallel parking ones, I was like, what happens if that's shorts and just you're going 80 on the highway and all of a sudden your car's like, parallel parking time? Just seems like it'd be a really bad time. And there's been some kinks to work out and such as that. But with the uh, revelation with the battery issue, right? With I think it was Apple products, right? They start killing the battery, so you have to upgrade your phone. Now, quote unquote, Older Teslas won't charge due to computer glitch. And by older, three- to four-year-old Teslas won't charge because of a computer glitch. It's also causing some screens to stop working. And Tesla screens function as the car's dashboards. So, (laughs) as one journalist wrote, this is a worst-case scenario for someone who owns such a digitally reliant car. In a lot of ways, I'm good with it. I haven't hesitated to do my fingerprint on things. I'm good with how far stuff is advanced, but I, there's a couple of things that um, keep me concerned, and one of them would be that electric cars are just something that could instantly have a malfunction and my life is ended would keep me hesitant. My phone, you know, data could be taken, people could get access, but my life's not going to go on. It's like all of a sudden I'm dead. With that car, short circuit, going down a hill, brakes fail, it speeds up, it decides to parallel park anytime it wants. I mean, there's a whole list of things that it does. And I don't know. I don't know. Man, how mad would you be to spinning that kind of dough on it? Like, won't flip and charge. Got basically thousands upon thousands of dollars paperweight sitting in my garage right now. Whew. Skynet's coming. We all know that, right? In fact, I found a video yesterday of a robot band playing a Nirvana song. So, you know, robots are coming. Skynet, Terminators, it, it's all going to happen. <laughs> and I just lean into it now at this point. AJ McCall on VFX. VFX's Facebook roulette. Your chance to end up on the VFX Facebook page while the contest may be rigged while McCall is out on vacation. Nonetheless, you can follow us, AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, across all social media. I'm going to spin, look away, close my eyes, stop. I land on my friend Chase Brewer who shared a video. It is a... Uh, <laughs> it is a dad playing a softball with his daughter. First pitch, pitches him inside, hits him off the back. He fakes Storm in the mound. He fakes it. She says, what? 
Next one, they throw the they throw the ball and he clobbers the homer. She hangs her head. That's parenting done right right there. That's the only way to do it. Reminds me of one of my other favorite memes that says, I think I'll be a good parent, but not like a let your kid win at Mario Kart kind of parent. Got to teach him losing happens. <laughs> the AJ Knight, the McCall Taylor across all social media, just like Utah's VFX across all social media. Find our contest at utahsvfx.com and the podcast as well. Any of them, The Debated Eight, Florida Not. If you want to go back and check out iPod Idol, McCall's Musical Thoughts, they're all there. Or you can search anywhere podcasts are, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Just search for AJ and McCall, and you will find everything we have ever done. One day left. One day left. Get out and enjoy today, by the way. It's the last day, I think, the really nice weather, and frankly, maybe the last day of nice weather the whole calendar year. Until tomorrow for AJ and McCall, don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX 94.5 and 98.3.